0: to the Project More Happy podcast. I am Coach Jess, founder of Project More Happy, advanced certified life coach and host of this podcast, where we talk about the science of happiness and positive psychology and how to put it into action in our lives. Today, we are going to talk about happiness and the holidays, because sometimes those two don't seem to get along all that well, do they? So let's get started. Let's jump right in. So today we are talking about designing happier holiday experiences using the eight pillars of happiness as our guide to practicing happiness during these rituals and celebrations. You might not like everything you hear today. You may not agree with what I'm going to say, but I'm going to ask you to think hard about what you choose to celebrate and why. And I know that sometimes that's just really hard to do and we don't like doing it. It's hard for me to do, still, after all of these years. So it's okay. You don't have to like me or agree with me. I'll be okay. Life design is about you and what you want and need out of your life. I'm here to provide some insight, some strategies, some science, and to use the eight pillars as a guide to creating meaningful celebrations that work for each of us if and when we need them. So let's do this. Let's talk about happiness during the holidays. We're going to start our conversation today on a high level with why. This is the happiness pillar of purpose. Okay. Why do we have holidays? What is the point of celebrating and gathering in these ways? What meaning do holidays hold? Because there have been celebrations, communal celebrations, since the first humans walked the earth. But why? Well, holidays and celebrations help strengthen bonds within a community. They provide a sense of shared identity. They foster feelings of belonging, of unity, Holidays help us pass down cultural values. They help us share our histories. They ensure cultural continuity. Holidays help mark the passage of time and seasons. They provide structure to our calendars. They help reinforce order within families, communities, within the year. Holidays are deeply ingrained in our social fabric. In short, for me, holidays come down to connection. Though it can be hard to see between the endless events, the overabundance of things and the expected rituals and traditions of it all, holidays are really at their core about connection. They're about connecting with practices that are aligned with our value systems. They are about connecting with rituals that fuel faith practices, however that may manifest in your life. They're about connecting with meaning and what this world and experience means to us personally. And of course, they're about connecting with the people who share the same values and hopes and dreams that we do. No matter the holiday, the faith tradition, or the culture it comes from, holidays and celebrations give us a sense of belonging and a way to express what is truly important to us. And so while some listeners are gearing up for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, the message today applies equally to New Year's, to Diwali, to Dia de los Muertos, or the hundreds of other holidays celebrated throughout the year and around the world. It's about connecting with one another's humanity. According to Brene Brown, a wholehearted life is rooted in courage, compassion, and connection. She says, connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued. I'm gonna say that again because it's really important. Connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued. We all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to be loved. When we are celebrating, we are connecting with our values and communities and rituals and people. And we need to be intentional in those connections. We need to be intentional about fostering that feeling, that sacred space where we are seen, heard, and loved, and valued. So that's where happiness and meaning live during the holidays, during any holidays. They live in the intentionality of the celebration. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions to really get you thinking about why why we celebrate and the first question is why are you choosing to celebrate whatever it is you're choosing to celebrate right we are gearing up here in my house for the christmas season and so why am i choosing to celebrate christmas why is it important to me why are you choosing to celebrate what you're celebrating the second question What are you hoping to get from the celebration, right? We celebrate for a reason, for connection. What are you hoping to connect with? And then what are you needing, wanting, longing for during this time and season? So this is a little different than what are you hoping to get? What are you hoping to get can be an outcome. What are you longing for? What are you needing? That's desire. That's looking inside your heart and soul and really trying to understand what you need this to be for your happiness and growth. Intentionally designing our celebrations around purpose around the connections we need and want and desire. This allows us to create more meaningful experiences for ourselves. So how does that play out in real life? There are a couple ways, and I'm thinking again, I'm thinking of Christmas, but this applies across the board. This can be, you know, we, um, we host every year a, um, a winter solstice celebration. And so we go through this exercise and that will be right before Christmas to add to the chaos of the season, right? These same questions um, apply to any celebration, any holiday, because they're about getting intentional. So if the holiday um, involves gift giving, when we are looking to give, how can we give gifts that foster connection, that say, I see you, I hear you, I value you, I love you. Because when we stop and look at gift giving through that lens, I'm guessing the gifts we give and how we invest our time and energy and money into those gifts looks a little different. So how do we give gifts that say, I love you, I see you, I hear you, I value you. When we host dinner parties or get togethers, how do we create experiences that connect us with shared values and meaning? How do we root those experiences and design them around the purpose, around the why, around what we want and need during the holiday? When we budget our investments, right? This is time, energy, and money. When we budget our investments into the holiday, how do we root those investments in the outcomes we are hoping for? If I am investing in connection... Again, that looks very different than if I were investing in status or very different than if I were investing in joy or very different than if I were investing in service or humility. Okay, choosing to budget based on the outcome we are hoping for helps us celebrate more intentionally. I know these are big deep, reflective questions. So sit with them. Journal about them. I'm even going to add these three questions to the episode description so that you can come back to them to journal about them, to work through them. Because getting intentional around the why, why we choose to celebrate, helps guide our actions and priorities during the season of it all. There are a lot of things vying for our investments and priorities and attention, right? We need to define our outcomes, our why, our wants, so that we can design celebrations on our terms. So this leads us perfectly into the space of holiday clutter. There are a lot of external pressures and expectations with holidays, especially in the world of social media. If it doesn't serve our life design, then it's clutter. And clutter makes it hard to stay focused. It steals our attention and energy. As the saying goes, where your attention goes, your energy flows. Yeah, this is why holidays are energy suckers. So how do we declutter? And not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. My friend and fellow coach Jill Kane over at clearalltheclutter.com says, It can be overwhelming to manage the clutter in your home and the details in your head. You want to connect with your loved ones, but have such little time and energy to give. Clearing the clutter makes room for connection. And we just talked about how holidays are all about connection. Clearing the clutter makes room for connection. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about physical clutter. Okay. That's the most immediate clutter you can see and respond to. And with holidays and especially the commercialization of holidays, there tends to be a lot of physical clutter. We have a lot of stuff. There are now decorations for like every holiday you could possibly name. And for the really big holidays, you save year after year after year, you accumulate all of these decorations, all of these things to bring out for the celebration. I am not opposed to decorating for the holidays. My living room right now looks like a winter wonderland. What I am suggesting And saying and hoping for is that we get intentional about how and why we use the physical things we do around the holidays. I'm gonna give you an example of this. Um, About three years ago in our house we got rid of our Christmas tree. Okay, we had one of those artificial trees that had the lights built into it and the lights had stopped working years prior to that and so every year I'd put the tree together and then I'd have to string working lights on top of the tree that was supposed to be pre-lit and it would lose all those little green pieces everywhere. And my husband and I are very eco-conscious. And so we got to the point where we were talking about replacing this tree, but we didn't want to get another artificial tree because to us, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense ecologically. I'm not judging or saying anything about any of y'all out there. This is about my life design and my values, right? We all have different uh, value systems and different needs and wants and desires, and that's okay. It's okay no matter what kind of Christmas tree you have. We also didn't really want the live Christmas tree in our house because we think trees should be um, living outside. Now, if we had had an evergreen in our front yard, we would have just converted that into our Christmas tree and decorated it every year and had an outdoor Christmas tree. That was not the case. So we got very intentional because this is a piece, a symbolic piece in the living room. We have young kids, right? We wanted the experience, the joy of presents under the Christmas tree, but we needed to do it with our value system. And so we ended up building a wood frame that we string string around and hang our ornaments on. And there are lights on it so the kids can actually get inside it like a little tent and be surrounded by the lights. But that makes it no longer clutter in our house because it is meaningful, it is intentional. We chose to display our values and live into our values that way, right? We have a lot of decorations up there, but we have a lot less than we used to because everything that we put up to celebrate for the holidays in the physical space now We make sure it serves our intention and wants and desires for the holiday season. We want some magic. I hang winter lights, the second daylight savings time changes because I need that joy and twinkle in those dark evenings. Clutter, physical clutter is also about gift giving at some holidays. And so one way you can declutter there is being more intentional about gifts, which we'll um, speak to here in a moment, But the other way is to prepare for more physical items entering into the house, into your space, by making room and getting rid of some physical items before that happens. So physically decluttering, physically removing things that are not in service of your why around whatever holiday we are speaking to right now, will Give you some energy back. It will remove some of that added tension and stress um, that clutter tends to bring in a physical sense. All right, so that's physical clutter. Emotional clutter is a whole different story, right? Um, Emotional baggage—that's that's clutter. There are a lot of family and societal expectations around holidays, around events, around gift giving. Um, Scrolling through social media tells you all the things that you should be doing to celebrate, right? All those magical memory makers around town, the perfect must-have gifts, the stress-free, everyone-getting-along family photos, the joy-filled get-togethers, all of those shoulds. Everyone should do and have and be all of these things during the holidays. That is emotional clutter. It's also wrong. Happiness research tells us that should is a confidence destroyer, an authenticity zapper, and a compassion killer. Why? Because there is no one way for all of us to celebrate. Happiness is about designing our own lives on our own terms and with our dream in the driver's seat. The should, right? When we should, when we think we should, we are putting other people in the driver's seat. Because after all, who says you should do it that way? So the next time you hear that should in your head, You're scrolling social media and you see something and you go, ooh, I should take my kids to that. Stop and ask yourself why. Why should you take your kids to that? Why should you buy that gift? Why should you host that gathering? Get curious, one of the eight pillars of happiness, get curious about the shoulds about the stories you're telling yourself about why you should do something. Because when we can get curious and examine it, we begin to understand what we're doing for external validation, to meet external needs and approval and expectations, and what we really want for ourselves and our family and our celebrations at our core. Don't should all over your holidays, people. Design them to suit your needs and wants and desires. And when it comes to gift giving, and I know this is the physical clutter again, but it's also emotional clutter because when we give to just give, right? We're adding this layer of emotional storytelling for ourselves and the person on the receiving end. When we're giving gifts, if we can root them in the outcome we want. And we talked about celebrations and holidays are about connection, about being seen and heard and valued and loved. When we can root our actions in service of connection, the intentionality removes the clutter. The intentionality removes the clutter. Because it forces us to define meaning and to find meaning, to create meaning in the actions and gifts that we're giving. We don't need all the clutter of the holidays. What we need to do is decide what things and activities and events serve us and the purpose of our celebration and we need to let go. We need to remove the expectations of the things that don't live into that for us. We need to declutter our holiday experience in order to have happier holiday celebrations. We're going to dive even deeper into the happiness pillar of purpose with regards to designing happier holiday experiences. I read a book a couple of years ago called The Art of the Gathering, How We Meet and Why It Matters by Priya Parker. This is all about the psychology of creating gatherings that are memorable and impactful, that are rooted in purpose. And that's what the holidays are. And what we're trying to make them more of for our happiness is really rooting them in purpose. I think this book is wonderful, I go back to it often. It is an invaluable guide to practicing the happiness pillar of purpose throughout the holiday season or around any gathering that you have throughout the year. So she gives us a framework for how to create these meaningful gatherings. And the first thing, the most important thing is what we've been talking about so far. And that is really about getting very specific on the purpose of the gathering. Why are you celebrating this holiday? What about it is important and meaningful to you? The purpose should go beyond generic reasons. They need to address the unique desires of you and what you are trying to design in your life. So we have to get very specific and clear on why. Why do you celebrate this holiday? Why does it matter to you? Write that down, ground yourself in it. It gives you a roadmap, it gives you guardrails. It makes making decisions a whole lot easier when you know your why. You can declutter when you know your why. Because you can say, does this serve my why? Is this why I'm doing this? And if it doesn't, if it's not, then you can get rid of it. So the first step in her framework is to get very specific about the purpose. But then, and I love this part, and I think this is so important for the holidays, and it's not something we always do. How we invite other people to our gatherings and why we invite the people we do matters. Parker suggests carefully considering the guest list to ensure that all attendees contribute to and benefit from the gathering's purpose. I'm gonna say that again because I absolutely love it and it does change the way you think about your guest list. The people you invite, your guest list, needs to ensure that the attendees contribute to how can they contribute and benefit from how will they benefit from your gathering so we're going to do that right now together and i know you don't have all the time to reflect the way you probably need to but let's do this as a practice exercise really quick for um an upcoming holiday celebration you might have going on If you don't celebrate Christmas or New Year's or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any of those, choose an upcoming birthday that you want to celebrate, or maybe just your birthday next year. Um, I'm going to actually focus this one on the winter solstice because we are actively planning this gathering right now. So grab a clean sheet of paper and a pencil and write the upcoming holiday at the top. So you'd write my birthday, or in my case, winter solstice or Christmas, or New Year's, or whatever your holiday is going to be that we're going to focus on right now. Under the holiday, write your why. Why are you choosing to celebrate this? Why does it matter? For example, for our winter solstice dinner, I might write, to celebrate the changing of the seasons and the return of light in our lives. So take a moment and write your why for celebrating this holiday. Next, what would you like guests to contribute to the purpose of this gathering? You know, when we celebrate Burns Night in late January, we want guests to contribute poetry and music to the evening. For the winter solstice dinner, we want people to bring food to share that represents warmth and love to them and their families. What do you want guests to contribute to your why, to the reason you are gathering? Next, we're gonna focus on outcome. What do we want guests to walk away with? For our dinner, we want guests to leave with a sense of hopefulness and community. What do you want guests to take away, to walk away with from your gathering or celebration? And finally, under that, Start writing names of the people you want to intentionally connect with in this way. It's about intentional connection, right? To be seen, heard, and valued. Who do you want to connect with, with your why around this holiday? Now, we talked about shoulding earlier on this podcast, so I want to caution you with that here as well. Don't should all over your guest list. Invite people who will live into the experience you are designing. People who align with the values and outcomes that you want. Don't put people on the list because you feel like you should have them on the list. I know that's really hard. There are some people we always feel like we're obligated to invite. But when we start getting meaningful and intentional around these celebrations, around the holidays, when we start designing them for our wants and needs and desires for our happiness, we have to be selective in who we invite into those moments um, that matter to us. So don't put people on the list because you feel like you should. That creates clutter and we don't want clutter here. Next is this piece that Parker speaks to about starting the gathering, how you welcome guests and kick things off, right? Because that sets the tone for the whole event, for the whole evening and celebration. She advises creating a meaningful opening that aligns with the gathering's purpose, the why, why are we here? And what this does is this helps people, our guests, transition mentally and emotionally into the space. Right, Because out in their world, where they're coming from, they have their own obligations and expectations and clutter. We don't want that clutter in this space, in this moment. We want intentionality. For us, we've put a lot of work into the intentionality around our holiday. We want our guests to be intentional while they are with us. And so setting those expectations and opening the gathering in a way that allows people to transition mentally and emotionally is going to set us up for success so what happiness pillars are at play here well of course purpose we've been talking about purpose this whole time but the pillar of authenticity is also really important here because we are welcoming people as they are we are acknowledging them for who they are where they are and we are guiding them toward a communal purpose. So we are are bringing them in, we are saying, I see you, I hear you, I value you, I want you, you in all of your you-ness here with me and us. Confidence, this is huge. I think about this all the time in terms of my kids. When people know what the expectations are, they are much more confident in their ability to meet them, right? The same is true with adults. When we know what the expectations are, it's a lot easier for us to meet them. A lot of times we don't always know what we're supposed to be doing in places and spaces. And so we might cross lines. We might step into other people's roles. We might not engage at all because we don't know what the expectations are. So we are building people's confidence and enabling their confidence by kicking the event off in a very intentional way. Optimism. We can create a shared hopefulness around the intent and outcome of the gathering, right? When we all know we're aiming for the same goal, the same purpose, the same why, there is a hopefulness and optimism that is built in and compassion. We are meeting people where they are and we are connecting with their humanity and we are asking them to connect with ours. So what can you do on that event we were just working on? What can you do to ground your gathering, your holiday celebration, in purpose and intention right from the start? It might be a prayer or a poetry reading. Maybe it's a song or a get-to-know-you game. It could be as simple as a toast or a communal greeting. But it's all about setting the tone and expectations for what is to come, what to expect next. And just as the opening is important, how a gathering ends is equally crucial. A well-crafted ending provides closure and reinforces the gathering's purpose and outcomes. My husband and I are two very different people. When I am done with an event, I am done with an event, right? I can leave, make a clean cut, leave the event. Same goes with when we're hosting. I can say, okay, I'm done, Um, have a great night, and get people out of the house. It's not rudeness, it's not bluntness, it's directness. My husband, on the other hand, doesn't like endings. And so it's not real clear when to walk away from the moment. And so part of the host's job, part of the person hosting these celebrations and holidays is to provide that ending. And the wonderful thing about doing this intentionally is, one, there's not that um, not knowing, right? People know and understand that it has come to a close. But also, you get to choose and help craft. You get to design what you want people to walk away with, including yourself. Endings are very important. So what do you want guests to walk away remembering or knowing? You know, we sing Auld Lang Syne to close out Burns Night. For our winter solstice, we may do a neighborhood toast to the goodness and light entering our lives. What could you do that is meaningful and reflects the purpose of your holiday celebration? Intentionality and Purpose That is the name of the game when it comes to designing holidays rooted in our happiness and emotional well-being what rituals and traditions align with your values with your why and what ones don't who do you want to connect with in this way and for this purpose what do you want to feel and experience during the holiday what do you want others to feel and experience during the holiday it's okay for all of this to change over time Because we as humans change over time, we need different things in different phases of our lives. But the holidays we choose to celebrate, that we choose to design our lives around, need to be a reflection of who we are at any given point on our journey. Alignment matters. Alignment makes for happiness. So we've talked a lot about the eight pillars of happiness and how to practice them intentionally to design a happier holiday experience for us, as well as for our guests and the people we choose to invite into our lives during these moments. And we ended the last one talking about alignment and how important it is to have alignment with where we are on our journey, with what we value at this moment in time, with what we want to celebrate. Because that changes as we live and grow throughout our lives. Alignment is key. And also, burnout comes from misalignment. And yes, there is such a thing as holiday burnout. We think about burnout a lot in terms of work, but there is holiday burnout from doing things for a sustained period of time that are misaligned, that aren't um, authentic to us and to the purpose um, that we hold true and value. So I'm gonna real quick share some practices um, to help us all avoid holiday burnout this season or whatever holiday season you are in um, so that we can continue to create and design happier holidays for ourselves and our families and our loved ones and our communities. The first tip is to remember that you don't have to do it alone. This is compassion. We tend to, as humans, and especially type A personalities like myself, we tend to try and control everything, micromanage everything we can, and when we do this, when we think we're doing it all alone, um, we can end up in a world of resentment and exhaustion, right? We're trying to keep all the balls in the air by ourselves, and everyone else is having fun and enjoying the moment, and we're not, and why can't they come and rescue us? To avoid burnout, we need to ask for help When we need help, ask for support so that we can also enjoy these moments that we are creating and designing for. You don't have to do it all alone. Okay, the second one is all about building new rituals and traditions. Okay, I love creating new traditions for my family because I know that creating and designing new traditions allow me to better serve my family and our dreams. But I also know that holiday rituals and traditions are played out on top of already existing routine, right? We're dropping normal. We're not even dropping our normal routines. We're adding to it. We're adding layers and layers and layers um, onto our routines to build in these traditions and rituals. And in doing so, um, we can overextend ourselves and our families. So building new rituals that work within um, our lives and the patterns that already exist is key. Don't try to do everything. You can't do everything. There's a finite amount of time. Build new rituals into your rhythms and routines. The third one, be mindful of language. This is really important. I know how powerful language is. Um, And when expectations are high, we tend to go all or nothing when it comes to language. And that all or nothing mindset really lacks self-compassion. We say things like, it always ends up a mess, or this is never gonna work out. When we feed ourselves these narratives, they can become self-fulfilling prophecies. So being mindful in the language we choose so that we don't end up in that all or nothing space is really important in terms of alignment and self-compassion. The fourth one is about making time for you. You are designing a holiday around your happiness and well-being. And part of that means checking in on yourself and what you are feeling, right? That happiness pillar of feeling um, and making time intentionally for you and your needs. Holidays tend to be about outward connection but our happiness requires the inward focus and intention as well. And then the last one is really about mindfulness toward our emotions, right? Towards those feelings. This is huge. Um, The happiness pillar of feeling is, um, is amplified during the holidays because there's so much going on. And with so much going on, it can be really easy to neglect our feelings and what they're trying to communicate to us. So being mindful and really listening to our feelings, what are they telling us? as we navigate and move through our well-designed holiday season. All of these practices help us stay in alignment with who we are, how we wanna show up, what we want to celebrate, who we want to surround ourselves with. Alignment is key. Alignment keeps us from burnout and resentment. Alignment is really important when designing Holidays that are happy. So that's it for today's episode. That is um, how we can be intentional about creating happier holidays year round. um, But also right now in the moment, in the busyness of this winter season, where there are a lot of holidays um, being celebrated culturally around the world. And so it's all about being intentional, practicing that happiness pillar of purpose, letting that purpose, letting our why guide us and help us make decisions that are true and authentic, that allow us to show up confidently, that um, give us hope and optimism, the practices that really allow us to design holidays that we'll love and experiences that we can create for those who we love around us as well. Thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. I wish you all a happy holiday season, whatever it is you are celebrating. May it be intentional. May it be rooted in your authenticity and may it be filled with love. To learn more about the eight pillars of happiness or to reach out with any questions when designing a happier holiday experience for you and the people you love, head on over to projectmorehappy.com. Happy holidays, everyone.